I'll start so far. Uh, Skype is going to come up with longer, a little later. Technical difficulties. I'm starting very late, as is 9.15. Paris by Midbar. Bamidbar and Shabbos and Varchim Chedish Sivan I had a uh, interesting sita when I go somewhere is brought down from the Vashemtev and Bashkacha Pratis. I'm missing a lot of names here on the. This guy's not online. My group is not here. The group is not on here. I don't know what happened to the group. I not delete the group, and other people are not on. somebody can figure this one out see this and my other computer um, anyway someone gave another computer for a wonderful job and work and services unfortunately uh, the computer is not up and running just yet technical difficulties we are having a hard time with your camera oh your camera okay. Now you're on. So I don't know where the group is. Okay. That was good. You just got cut off. What happened here? Okay, I guess you're on. I hope so. No, he doesn't show video. Okay. It's fine. Okay. So now you are on. So we try to take something lesson from everything we see or hear. So when I went to pick up the computer today, Heran, the technician, was so kind as to... Uh, assist me and everything else and fixed up the computer very nicely however he being from Israeli descent his uncle Shabbat because he truly cares and wants his uncle to have a and doesn't understand why his family keeps thanking him for going to visit and to helping his uncle he feels his uh, responsibility is like, as is everything else in life. <coughs> so we went back and forth with a few stories. And um, 
One of the stories that he told me, which I promised him I would tell tonight, which I will then tell you how this exactly works in with the Pasha, actually. A Jew was traveling in Russia in the olden days. <coughs> and he arrived in the town Friday morning and he needed somebody to stay for Shabbos. you stop it, please? He needed somewhere to stay for Shabbos. So he asked around, I'm a from Jew, I need somewhere to stay, where can I stay, where can I stay? And they all pointed him in the direction of the Rav of the city. That they pointed him to the direction of the Rav of the city. As he came to the Rav's house, it was time still before Shabbos and he told him Shalom Aleichem I'm from Yid and I'm looking for a place to stay for Shabbos I need somewhere to stay I need somewhere to eat Shabbos Shabbos Kodesh <laughs> the Rav looked at him smiled it's very pleasant and said there's no problem we have accommodations private bathroom full meals how much do you actually want? It's a little fee, 200 ruble. 200 ruble is a. Far from a little fee. No. Guy had no choice. Shabbos stuff machen. Comes in, gives the Rav 200 ruble. He shows him to his room. And he shows him where the bath is. The fellow goes into the room. And he decides he needs a shower. In those days, the mikvahs didn't have showers. And he comes into the shower. And the cheese is very interesting. This is a fancy shampoo. Russia, olden days shampoo. Who used shampoo? Hmm? Who even thought of it? He also saw a fragrant soap. And on top of everything else, a washcloth. He used to use, if you had a, a bar of vases for like a soap they used to have to scrub themselves down and get back there. Here, all of a sudden, a whole... Uh, and he says, you know what? I paid 200 double. I'm going to enjoy myself. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy. This guy thinks he's going to get the better of me. I'll show him. He used the shampoo once and twice. On his hair, on his beard. He was using the soap, washcloth, scrubbing himself down. He was having shishfiyo. Allah kefak. Came Friday night. The lesson. 
They brought down two chalas, like a Mishnah. And they gave him like a Mishnah. And he said, you know what? Pay 200 rubles. They'll give me like a Mishnah again tomorrow. And he ate both chalas. And he ate the fish. And he ate his way through the courses. He was he couldn't breathe anymore. But he's getting his 200 rubles worth. He is enjoying this like he hasn't in years. In the morning there was a little bit whatever there was before davening, and then there was a kiddush, and then there was a suda, and a shalashudas in the chavman gedibim two hundred ruble worth. He was getting his money's worth. He is enjoying it even more because he knows, ah, I'm getting my money's worth. He thought they took away. Yeah, I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> they offer him a malka, he says, okay, I'll have my malka also. And they said, uh, he says, you know, I shouldn't leave at night, and I'll leave at night, mind if I stay another night? Because he says, yes, no problem, you can stay another night, again, he uses the shower, again, Sunday morning, he gets up early, they give him breakfast, he, after night, he says, ah, I got my money's worth. I enjoyed this Shabbos. I couldn't have gone. I couldn't have asked for better. No. He comes to say goodbye to the Rav, and the Rav turns around and says, One minute. Takes out the 200 ruble and hands it back to him. Looks at the Rav and says, What's it us? What's this? He says, This is the 200 ruble. He says, but, but you, you charge 200 rubles. He says, hey, Masach Narish, you're making yourself foolish. If you, I would have put you in your room. I would have showed you the shower. And you would have seen it. You would have said, ah, it's nice enough the guy's having me. It's nice enough the guy's going to feed me. I should use the expensive shampoo. I should use the expensive soap. I should waste the washcloth. I should use an extra towel, Chasm Why should I take advantage of a person that's giving me, that's being, that's extending to me such a... So I'm not going to take him to the cleaners. I'm going to be nice, I'll be generous. It'll come to meal. I have Lechem Mishnah. I'll take a piece of chala. I'll save the other piece for tomorrow, maybe. I'll eat some... I'll, I'll eat enough to satisfy myself so I don't starve, but... The Revaila, you pay 200 rubles. So you had intention to get your money's worth. You had intention to enjoy Shabbos like I wanted you to enjoy Shabbos. Now take the money back. I didn't want your money. I wanted you to enjoy your Shabbos. I wanted to be a proper host. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Which I'm going to probably tell over on Shabbos again. But just, just an amazing thought how the person had such true and we see the same thing in this parsha. we see a phenomenal story take place when the Mishkan traveled from one place to another the Anana Kovid would rest they know okay we camp here the Anana Kovid raised up and we moved on what did it entail to take apart and to reconstruct the actual Mishkan. You would think 
an hour. After all, I mean, you know, it's mobile, it's a mobile building, you're putting it up, you're taking it down. People can design how much could it be, how long could it be, how long could it take. It took a thousand people to put up the Mishkin and take it down. There were beams and there were sockets and there were covers and there were kalim and there were... It was an unbelievable, it was a total edifice that went up. It was a city, it had a courtyard. It was just a, a whole production. And yet, it could have stopped for a day, it could have stopped for a month, it could have stopped for a half to two, three years. For 19 years, it stops in one place. What was going on? What transpired here? Why did God rise up and stop them and go and come? What happened here? God wanted the Mishkan to make its impression on the area. When the Mishkan rested, when the Jews rested, everyone around should know, here is the Shechina, here is the Abish's people, here is the Abishta, here is the Kedusha, etc., etc. Thank you. No? What do we see here? What do we know here? We see now... The Rebbe once sent somebody, the person once wrote to the Rebbe that he was going on a journey. He had to stop in a few places. The Rebbe told him, do me a favor, make sure you make an impression, impression wherever you go. Make sure that they know that people should know that a chassid went by here, and this is a chassid of the Rebbe, and this is how a chassid has to be. And say some chassidus, say some word that you heard from the Rebbe, let them know who you are and make the impression that you need to make. Similarly, is the Mishkin. The Mishkin had made the impression wherever it stopped, wherever it rose, wherever it went. The glory, the wagons, the carrying, the music, it was just a sight to behold. And anyone that saw it was awed. And the awe inspiration that brought about inspired people from beyond, far and beyond. This is our story of Achnas Yisrochim. The person wanted to impress a fellow Jew what hospitality is supposed to be like. How do we keep how are we hospitable to a fellow Jew? And his hospitality was such an extent that he wanted the person to enjoy himself. He had to twist the person's arm to enjoy himself. To make sure he enjoyed himself to the umpteenth level. The Torah starts off with new chumash b'midbar. The Torah finished off in Vayikra. 
told and Hashem commanded Moshe in Sinai, Bahar Sinai. What is going on here? With the Har Sinai, where the Torah was given in Bamidbar, the desert. Tzemach Tzedek's wife, sat and said to him all day long. What day? Saying so much to him, she turned to her son, Yudalayb, and she said, I don't understand. I say so much to him all day long. I say it out loud, word for word, word for word. I should know it by heart by now. And I don't know almost any of it by heart. I don't understand why. Yudalayb smiled. He said, Mama, Herzog, the reason you don't know it because you read with mistakes. You read with mistakes. And you always make different mistakes. So you never say the same words <laughs> twice. You never repeat till them twice the same way because you're always saying it with different mistakes. Chaimushka was very perturbed to hear this. When she went to the Tzamaq to her husband, and she asked him, What should I do? My ear is not good. I don't read properly. With laces, I make mistakes. Should I stop saying till? Someone says, You keep saying. Someone said, called in his son. He said, You owe your mother an apology. To tell her about her mistakes. Let me tell you. Her to heal him. The way she says it, with her mistakes. Saved my life in Petersburg. I was successful with the, the, the decree and everything else. I went to hold, I went to Petersburg for, for a decree. The only thing that saved my life and gave me success was because your mother's told him. So don't try to minimize your mother's told him. Tell him. Tillam is a very powerful tool. And it's brought down as far as that if one would know how powerful Tillam was, they would say Tillam all day long. During time in history, Tillam was chanted by children with a tune, a melody. And it's a repeat, rep, repetitive tune. Can you get that one, please? It goes, la, for example, Lam Nateyach Mizmele David Yan Hashem B'Yem Tzara Yisagev Hashem Leke Yaakov And this is how it's repeated over and over. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
What about darkest times in history? During World War Two, in Machshmah v'Zacham, it's ironic because I think the Inquisitors weren't much better. During the Inquisition, the Spanish because they wanted to kill as many Jews as they did as well. But it wasn't so close to home. So close to home, we think about, we, we, we still relate to the Inquisition, to the Holocaust. We don't relate so much to the Inquisition, which happened back in 1400s, in the late 1400s, as if the Holocaust, which was 60 years ago, 70 years ago. You can still meet people who live through the Holocaust, not to mention my Dachau experiences. So, the Holocaust is something that we can still talk about and we still hear and see it happening before our eyes. And someone actually, I have to take a, a little coffee break from the Shir and the mission style to pay tribute to a Yid, a Kaddish, that was killed yesterday at Israel. Those who don't keep up with Israeli news. A Palestinian-driven truck in Machshimam Zechram ran into a yid with two women in the car, two hitchhikers, from his neighbors that took a ride with him and killed him. Shem Yiddish Damov. See the art? The guy's daughter did this. Adi. Adi. Adi's father. He was the one. He was killed in the car. Makes it right. Makes it my niece's father. Um, but that's small fries because this man, the only real mitzvah he was involved in now, besides all the other things they write about him, the only real mitzvah he was involved in was raising two children that were his grandchildren of his daughter that the Arabs killed 16 years ago. So when his his daughter and her husband were killed and the two little children were left, he took them in and he started to raise them after marrying off all his own children. And now, these children haven't got him to look at it up to either. Where was he this week? He went to Holland, his homeland. He met relatives that he never met before. They had a family reunion, it was amazing. They took him around to show him the places that the family hid during the war. His parents. This was that one. places that they were hiding during the war that got them through the war. He came back, he was, you know, obviously very, very moved and emotional about it. My niece picked him up in the airport on the night before, at midnight, and she brought him home and she sat with him a few hours. And now that she thinks back about it, she took the conversation as a goodbye conversation. Was actually telling her goodbye. 
very, very difficult. But talking about the Holocaust, and therefore having to mention him anyway, because of Shem Yudhishdam of God should avenge his blood, something that just happened yesterday. Anyway, there's a group of children whose parents had taken them and hid them in a farm. It is mind-boggling to understand the decisions people had to come up with. There is a Shailas Etshuvas which is responses written by Rabbanim letters that Rabbanim were received, questions that they received and answers that they gave during the time of the Holocaust people inquiring certain things that they had to do moves that they had to make what is this? Here. moves they had to make that is just very very difficult to make amongst those moves one of the most prominent and most prob- problematic moves was the children children could not run but the children you didn't want deported so you had to either drop the children by Goyim and pray that they give them back which some of them obviously did not give back after the war or you just hid the children in a desolate area and reminisce of the time when Pari told them to throw the children into the river and at that point in time God sought to, to give the children sustenance this group of children was led by, I think, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old. He was the oldest in the group. They found an abandoned farmhouse, a barn, and they holed up there. When it was dark, this courageous fellow went out to get food. One freezing cold wintry day, they were huddled up in a corner of the barn, and they heard noise. At the far end of the field, they saw Yemachshmavuzacham trucks, Nazi trucks, and a few soldiers disembarked, started to head towards their barn. children started to cry what else could they do the old boy said Kindlach we must have him we must say to him we don't know any children we don't have one we'll say it nonetheless when he started the chant he said repeat after me and he said, and they repeated it. And he said, and they repeated it. And this went back on and on and on. 
the chant of the tune of Tehillim, that's all they knew. Suddenly, the boy that was on the lookout came running back. They said they just turned around and walked away. They didn't come near the barn. They looked in the field a little bit, and they walked away. From the power of the Tehillim. We don't understand how it works. We don't understand what power of prayer is. We're told, we're taught, we're raised. There's a God. He's our Father in Heaven. He's everywhere. And if ever you need Him, reach out. God says, before you even call out to me, I will answer you. And it is exactly that. Open the water, Melly. You find interestingly, amongst the counting and all the generations, all the the tribes are being counted. Find an interesting pasuk in Tehillim. First of all, we have to know Shevet Levi, unlike all the others, was used for the service of God of the Temple of the Mishkan. They were counted from thirty days on. A Kayan. A lady, as we're still going to hear, the Pasik says, Valkol Asher Heimo, it should say Valkol Asher Heim. What does it say Valkol Asher Heimo? Kol Asher Heimo is, Heimo has an extra hate to it. The lady, before he started to work in the Mishkan, had to have five years of training. And the Levi, as Levi just had in his homework, was worked from 30 years to 50. From 30 years old, he was at his full strength, Rashi says, and 50, he was already too old. Hema is Gematria 50. So the extra He is to teach us the five years of training, and the extra, the word Hema is to teach us that up until the age of 50 they did. That's not what I want to tell you. I want to tell you according to what Tehillim says. God came to 20,000 and 2,000. 22,000 angels God came down onto Har Sinai to present, present the Tehillim to lead. What was his cheshmer of 22,000? Thank you, Leibish. There are 20 little, so today's homework, there were 22,000 Levim. And since they were the only ones God knew would not sin during the Cheta Egel, during the sin of the golden calf, therefore representing them, God brought 22,000 angels. <laughs> what? Remember and say it then. 
very interesting to note. Pasik tells us First it says that Eilatil is Aaron Umesha. These are the children of Aaron Umesha. And the Tatus says Right away, we have a question. These are the children of Moshe and Aaron, and it only tells you it's Aaron's children. So Rashi says, From here we learn that anyone who teaches a child is if he gave his birth to him, and therefore it was like it was Aaron's children, Moshe's children as well. Moshe taught in Torah. The Rechaim HaKadosh goes deeper. Pshutish al-Mikra will dictate the simple pshat of the Pasuk, which Rashi is there to explain, will dictate that, yeah, Kolom Alamed is Benchaveri Kila Neldei, and therefore we say, Teldes Aaron Amesha, therefore it was part of his Teldes, it was part of his children. Yerachayim HaKadosh says, Teldes doesn't just mean giving birth to them, Teldes means giving life to them. You definitely can give birth to parents. Couples can give birth to children like rabbits. You can have children galore. If God blesses you as such, and everything goes well, you have children, more children, and more children. The question is, if Taylor if they're going to be children, they're going to follow your way. They're going to do the way you have to do, the way you teach them to do. During Chet Egel, Aaron was accounted culp- was culpable. He was accounted for the sin. He should have stopped them. He didn't stop them. He let them get away with this, with that. He tried to. He tried to. It didn't work. God wanted to destroy Aaron, and not just destroy him. Wanted to obliterate his name, Rechman God wanted to obliterate his name. Moshe died. Moshe prayed for his brother and his nephews. At that point, another one of you died, and Lazavi Summer survived. Why? Because of Moshe's Tfilis. So, since they survived because of the Tfilis, therefore they were considered Tfilis Moshe Aaron. They were considered his children because they survived because of his prayers. But the Pasik tells us a very, very scary story. At this point in juncture, Aaron was the Kohen. Everybody else was still Levian. Vayechayim tells us the Basak that God now they went and ordained and made into a Koyhen, Kahanim, Elazar, and Isamar. Which would be sufficient to say in the Pasuk. But no, the Pasuk finishes off and says, Al Penei Aharin in front of Aaron. Is this to humiliate the father? Is this to make the father proud? And what is the what glory does he actually have from this? I have to do Pekiyavis and Mara, so I'll try to do this without getting you too creeped out and too many 
goose pimples. Taylor tells us a little further down in Chumash Bamidbar a story of a fellow named Pinchas. <coughs> Taylor gives us his star Yuxin. Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Akayim. Now, ten, ten, technically, you should say Pinchas ben Elazar. Because that's who his father was. Elazar Hayah ben Aaron Akayim. Elazar was the son of Aharon. By saying Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron, it almost sounds like Pinchas was the son of Elazar and the son of Aaron. How does that jive? How does that work? Medrash tells us a fascinating story. Pinchas was a zealot, and he killed Zimri. Zimri was a person that sinned with a shiksa. And it was a Nasi. And everybody was scared to start with the Nasi. But Pinchas said, you did such a thing, you deserve death. And he put a spear between, into two, both of them. No. Pinchas killed Zimri. Saved Shimon, turned around and wanted to hang Pinchas. He killed our Nasi. As holy as he was, and as zealous as he was, it scared, it scared the life out of him. Literally. <laughs> And it says, Parchanish Moser. His neshama flew out. But God said, How can I let a zealot like this, Takas, Ashikine, Elikim, Tashikine, Elikov, you took my revenge, you avenged my revenge, and I should let you die? So as Parchanish Moser, the neshamas of Nadavavavir jumped into Pinchas' body. Hence making Pinchas a Kayan. That's how Pinchas becomes a Kayan. Because yeah. he had the Nishamas of Nodav and Avihu now. Because he has a what? A Nishama in? The Nishamas of Nodav and Avihu, the, brother, the other brothers, the other children of Aaron. But this story transpired after Aaron passed away. So Aaron did not merit to see the Nishamas of his children, Nodav and Avihu, become Kahanim. But he did see a of his summer, therefore it says. That by Yechai and Allah's of Yisamah al because this is something he was able to see. But the other two children he didn't see, because it was after he passed away that they were reincarnated into the body of Pinchas. That goes into the flow of the Talmudim of Mesha, as we discussed, that Mesha, Kalam Lamed has been Chavedekil and Anyone that teaches his friend's child as if he was the father. And we look and we see a very interesting Gemara Mesech the Seta of Lamed Dalet Amid Beis. A small little piece will tell you. It talks about the spies, the Meraglim that went up. Bayalu ba Negev, and they went up in the Negev. Bayavay at Chevron, they came until Chevron. Says the Gemara, Bayavayu, Mi Bayalay, it say Bayavayu. They went up, it just say they came up, they arrived. 
which is interesting to note as well in this week's parsha, we have also just such an incident. By Yomos, another Vaviu, that another Vaviu died. It doesn't say Vayamusu, it says Vayamos, which is Lashon Yachid, singular. But two people died. Say Vayamusu. No, they weren't married. And the, the famous saying is that a person is not married is not complete. And when he gets married, he's finished. Everybody's complete, yes. <laughs> Actually, he, he... Oh, boy. Tehran gave, gave me another word today. What? Also, Pachajah to that. Oh, boy, I have to get it back from him. Oh, I said I'd repeat. I don't know what it was. Also, something similar to that. To what you said? If you're married... If, 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 if you... I don't remember what it is. Okay, we'll, go, we'll find it, we'll find it. Anyway, they were not complete people because they were not married. So they're only halves. So Nadav and Aviyah together were one. Therefore, Vayavai. Vayamos. He died. Here it says Vayavai instead of Vayavai U. Zok di Gemara. Omar the Lameda comes to teach us Pirish Kolev Matas Miraglim Kolev separated himself from the Atsasa Miraglim. Vahalak Vinishtatayak Al Kivre Oves and he went to bow down by the cave of Oves of his our forefathers. And Omalahem, he said to them, Avoisai, my fathers, Bikshu Alay Rachamim. She anotzel meatzas miraglim. What? No, he went to Malas Machpelah. He's in heaven. Save me that I should be saved and spared from the atzas miraglim. Fact the Gemara. Call him. What happened to Yeshua? Yeshua zok the Gemara kfar bikesh meishal of rachmin. For Yeshua, God, Moshe already asked for Rachmanus. Moshe called to Yeshua Benun and he called him Yeshua. Yud ke Yeshiacha, God should save you. So we see in essence of here again, by following in our Father's footsteps, one can complete what they have to, and therefore they went. Kalev goes to Davin by the Aves and Yeshua relies from his bracha from the prayers of his teacher again the power of prayer teaching us how powerful and how great it can be in Mishnah Pirkei Aves in this week's Pedic Pedic Hey Mishnah Beis Asaradere Isme Adam Vadnoyach ten generations from Adam to Noyach to tell us Kama Erech Apayim Lefonot how great is God's patience? Every generation got him angry. Yes, but he has something different. Okay. Until the marble was brought upon them. Ten generations from there to Avram, the idea came at a chapayim, the fun of, again, to let us know about his great patience. 
Avram came along and got the schar for everybody. Neach got a mabel. Avram got the schar. What was Avram of the schar? There are two differences that separate Neach and Avram of And the generations that came prior to them, preceded them. The generations before Nayak had no redeeming virtues. They were lowlifes. And they kept making God anger. Angry over and over and over. And they themselves always had friction and conflict. They just couldn't see eye to eye. And so they didn't, didn't work out. So although there was some reward that was merited, it didn't come to them. Mashenkin with Avram Avinu, where the culmination was with Avram, where he saw to it that the generations repented. Between Avram and Nayak, there was no basic difference except that Nayak did not look to go out. Nayak was a tzaddik in pelts, and Avram was a tzaddik for the generation. And Avram Vinu was somebody who went out of his way. He didn't just put on a coat to stay warm, but rather lit a fire to warm the entire generation. And he would daven for everyone in the generation. And so once again, the prayer is the main factor here. How Avram Vinu is mispal for the entire generation. Whereas Nayak turned around and said, Okay, let me save my own and my own family. Just one off something that you can say on a quick lo- on a quick note for those who need something quick to say. The numbers of each shavit were very interesting numbers. Yisachar had fifty four thousand, Zvulun had fifty seven thousand. Fifty four is Gematria and Nun Dalid. Fifty seven is Nun Zayin. Nun Dalid is the word done. Because Yisachar was the ones that sat and learned. Zvulun b'tzisachar Yisachar b'yadecha. Yisachar sat and learned. They were always the Rabbanim. They gave all the Piskadinim. Zvulun, on the other hand, was smach Zvulun b'tzisachar. Zvulun was out there supporting the people. Zon. He was Zon and Mephanes. He gave Panasa to everybody. God has to give us, provide us with Panasa, and this Rishchei Sivan should be in the highest of stead, and we'll talk about Rishchei Sivan I guess, next week.